Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of Level 99. I'm your host, Pete. A podcast about all things technology related. So far, we've covered a wide range of topics from sysadmin, to Linux, to DevOps, some security. And this week, we're going to kind of go on the topic of a little bit of security, especially on the topic of zero-day attacks. If you all have been paying attention to the news or have been on Twitter or Reddit or of any sort, especially on any of the technology-based forums, or should have heard by now, a huge vulnerability that has impacted countless number of companies, and especially large-named companies, the Log4j vulnerability. It has impacted Twitter, Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, IBM, Oracle, Cisco, Google, VMware, you name it, uh, US agencies, n- everyone got hit by it. it. It It's insane. So a lot of you are kind of wondering, yeah, I know, I, I might have heard about it, but what's up with it? So Log4j is a Java-based product. It has been created by the Apache Software Foundation. Now, the people who did create this are volunteers. And this is where I kind of, I am a huge advocate of open source products. However, with open source products, they things like this does sometimes occur. And you can say the same thing about paid software as well. But, and this is a quick side note for all this, is that with a paid product, you have people around the clock working on the product, right? Their job is to go in and make sure identify any issues. And if on the off chance there is a vulnerability, they hop in and figure this out ASAP, right? That's their job. That is their number one priority. Open source products are usually free. There is some work to be done on, on your own end, as I mentioned in another podcast. And it's most of the people who do these projects are volunteers, right? They see something that is in need and they come together, design a product or a tool that will help solve that need. So what you get is free, but you know the turnaround time, patches and updates might take a little bit longer. And this is kind of what we saw now. The volunteers who did finally make the patch, did take them maybe a few days to come back and resolve it. The vulnerability itself, so as I slightly mentioned, is the product is written in Java. So Log4j is a, the program through and through is a Java-based language and all it does is it, it gathers logs. So if you guys are familiar with Elk, you know, Splunk, or anything of that nature, right? So all a log analyzer or a log collector does, think of it similar to a diary, right? What you've did, and you kind of track it. So you know the, the food apps? If you guys have ever gone on the diet, you have a food app where you can input your 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 food intake in a log and it'll kind of keep track of that for you. Log4j's main purpose is creates built-in logs and records of activity. Hopefully that kind of clarified what the product is. So because of the nature of the tool and that it is free and it's been around the block a few times and it is kind of backed by a known company, a lot of people used it. And it makes sense, right? Like why pay for something that is free and it works? I would have done the same thing, right? Like if I needed something to solve a solution at work, my first go-to instinct is let's find an open source p- product to 
fit the bill. And this is kind of a summary of another podcast. An open source product usually will be able to be approved a lot easier and sign off because there's no budget or monetary sign-offs need to be done. I've always found it a lot easier to pull a product and just do what I need to do with it and then get the approvals after versus a paid one, right? I can justify that. Recently, Microsoft had made a statement saying that if you have any additional vendors or plugins or any other products that you haven't heard from, do reach out to and identify if this is a vulnerability that you should be concerned of for those additional products. And I think it is definitely a good part on Microsoft to come out and make that statement because I think a lot of us do forget and do sometimes depend on others to make that statement for us. Because the sooner you identify this issue and work with your vendors to find a solution, the better. If it's an internal product and you need to add more layers of security like locking down the firewall, the IP ranges, putting more scans on it, and things of that nature, you know, you want to get ahead of this as soon as possible. Because if you think about the reason why this is so scary is that it is a logging tool. So if they're able to breach it and get access to whatever data that you're logging, which could be user data, IP ranges, um, you name it, that is kind of terrifying because they can use that data and pivot and breach and try to get more of an attack surface. Sometimes it's out of your hand, right? Like this scenario right here, you would have never known that was going to happen. You know, taking everyone by surprise and CBS and several other outlets have actually stated, and I do agree that this event definitely shook the internet. I think this was a lot more of an impact than the outage we saw, I believe it was early this year in February, the CloudFront issue, but that one was a little bit more limited in scope. The Apache Foundation were alerted of this breach on November 24th. That's when they identified the vulnerability. Uh, it was actually after a member of Alibaba's cloud security team that discovered it. That's kind of uh, fascinating, in my opinion, right? And this is kind of how you see the open source or any product kind of interacting, right? Security teams usually are always trying to do their own internal uh, red-blue teams. So, right, you got your red teams are the tech and blue teams usually defenders. So if Alibaba was practicing their offensive and breaching their own products and they found this vulnerability, it's kind of, you see this happening a lot with companies Well, they will take it back to the vendor and say, hey, we discovered this issue and we kind of need a upgrade soon. To kind of just summarize, if you are facing issues with this product, or if you ever face any similar issues like this down the line, so the first thing you want to do is identify where said product is being affected in your environment. So if it is being affected in a internet facing first thing you kind of want to do is if you can't take it down or quickly make that change which let's be honest it making any change to a production environment is scary and takes time and you don't want to also limit and, and cause any effects on your own on any other products as well so you want to definitely review your firewalls and if you have any uh, updates, you want to start applying them as soon as possible. In addition to identifying what data is being logged, that is going to be critical. And second, identifying what other services is touching that environment or that product. So with this huge breach happening, I do see more and more companies being affected. 
in the coming weeks and i do hope that all the companies that did get affected that they are taking precautions i know i know for myself with my current employer me and the team we did go identify if we were impacted by any on any of the tools that we support and we did reach out to each of the vendors for the tools that we support to identify if we were impacted luckily we were not so there was definitely a good relief knowing that we don't have to scramble and get you know other teams stakeholders security and everyone else involved in trying to triage or identifying if we need to triage just a quick fact if you are interested in seeing or learning more about the log footage vulnerability and identifying what products were impacted the Netherlands National Cybersecurity Centrum NCSC has actually posted a very thorough list of products that were affected on github just do a quick search on google for ncsc-nl forward slash log for your shell you'll see a very thorough list and, I, and i'm very impressed with them how very detailed this is and actually the last push that they have done was 13 hours ago as of the time of this recording so it's definitely an up-to-date list if you're interested suggest you go check it out i think it's a uh, pretty good i do want to just take a quick second and just say i hope you all had a nice and relaxing holiday weekend and hopefully you were able to spend it with your family or friends or just took time just for yourself you know we are often very busy with work and life and just having a weekend maybe even if you are off for a day just having them to yourself so hopefully you were able to relax and recharge for a little bit the new year's is actually right right around the corner and i wanted just to take another second as well just to say thank you to all of you who are actually coming back every week and listening so i do appreciate you and that means a lot to me so thank you and as we are about to enter the new year i hope that whatever Endeavors you guys are going into, whether it's studying for a new cert, applying to a new job, or trying to pick up a new skill, wish you all the best. And I hope that the new year is so much better than 2021. I know we've had a lot of our own challenges, but I just got my fingers crossed for all of you. I'm rooting for all of you, and I hope the best for all of you.